0: Secret to Everything
1: You are about to hear secrets Secrets about life Love Hidden mysteries Spirituality Frequency, energy healing, science, alternative health, money and abundance, and much, much more. Secrets that most others don't know, but are now here being revealed to you. Listen carefully and be open to learning. The Secret to Everything. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, co-host, or our guests. All medical information discussed is for informational purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show.
3: Welcome to The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we are so excited to be with you here on The X Zone. We have gotten such great appreciation and feedback for the shows we've already done, and we intend to continue to bring you the subjects and the guests and the topics that you're asking for. And we have a very special guest tonight. We have some really, I don't even know how much more current information that we can bring you about some things going on on a Habitation Bigfoot site in North Carolina. And this is a little bit different than a normal interview because unlike a lot of people that I interview in a lot of situations that we will talk about on this show, I have actually been to this site So I have seen some things with my own eyes. I have taken pictures. We have taken video and, um, Wayne and I actually went, our guest Wayne Wilson and I actually went out this past weekend to a a very haunted site in um, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and we'll be telling you about that. But all this to say is this is an eyewitness account, so I'm kind of playing both sides of the mic today. But first, I wanted to talk to you, kind of as I did last week, but the energy was so intense. I wanted to give you a little bit of a continuation of an energy update, and what I wanted To talk to you about is because of the full moon and because of the intensity of that energy, there's some really positive things happening this week. And one of the things that's happening this week is a really exciting, crystal clear, futuristic energy. And this has to do with very specific people with very specific relationships. Last week was not fun at all. I've heard a lot of complaints, I've had a lot of questions. Uh, we kind of came to this crossroads in the energy and at the crossroads the kind of question that was up for discussion was freedom to be honest and what in your life is not working what would you really really like to be free of and so a lot of the energy this week is kind of coming off that crossroads moment where you're like wait a minute what I'm doing is really not working or who I'm aligning myself with is not not a real easy ride and why can't I change? I always say you can recreate, you can change your mind, you can pick something new at any Moment. So there's kind of a lot of energy flying around this week coming out of last week, and it needs a little control. It needs a little structure. It's kind of like hanging on the edge. Should I go? Should I stay? Should I move forward? Should I go back? And can you handle it? You may be feeling a lot of anxiety. Can you navigate this new energy? Can you handle wrapping up your year? Can you make good decisions going into next year? And yeah, things can go wrong, you know. And endings are scary, but beginnings are amazing. And what's wrong with looking at it as the possibility that next year may be so much more wonderful than this year was? And maybe this year was really great. And maybe this year wasn't really great. But overall energy is really coming to that crossroads and realigning and getting rid of things that are not working. There's also a lot of, let's call it love and desire energy. Again, relationships are going to be the focus coming into this next couple of weeks. And true desire, what do I truly desire? Not that kind of knee-jerk, half-hearted Uh, Kind of thing. So focus, focus, focus. Take some time to go into stillness, and you may be surprised at what exactly turns up. So go with your gut feelings, go down into center. And, you know, we're taught as little kids, we're always taught not to go with our feelings and to analyze and to make flow charts and to brainstorm. And those are all wonderful. But I'm asking you this week to go down into your center and to trust yourself that you know exactly what is best for you and for your relationships and for your business and for your children and for your future, because you have the power to choose something different. You have the power to recreate what exactly you desire at this time. And that's amazing. That's called free will. And humans are, I think, one of the only creatures on the planet blessed with this type of free will. So I'm going to hold you guys accountable. I'm encouraging you to use your gut feeling. We talk a lot about that in different classes. I'm encouraging you to stand at the crossroads, not in fear, but in faith totally in your own power as you head into the coming year. So our guest today is Wayne Wilson, and we'll be coming back and talking to him. He's the author of the book, The House of Sorrows. He's been born with abilities from the time he was very, very young. And one of these abilities is the ability to see amazing creatures and hidden mysteries and possibly even other dimensions. So we'll be right back with Wayne in a few minutes.
5: Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Weyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com.
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and you are listening to The Secret to Everything. And we are here with Mr. Wayne Wilson. And we're just going to say that Mr. Wilson lives in a little burg somewhere in the, let's call it, slightly rolling plains countryside of North Carolina. And what makes Mr. Wilson so unique is that he lives on what is commonly called in the crypto world a habitation site for Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, and I would say actually possibly many other types of paranormal experiences, uh, multidimensional experiences, and different kinds of creatures. So welcome to The Secret to Everything, Wayne.
6: Hey, it's great to be here.
3: Yeah, we're very excited to have you. I know you have a lot of fans out there. So oh yeah, thank you. we're going we're gonna to fast forward a little bit. We if we have time we'll circle back to your childhood and talk a little bit about your book. But let's start with about what month and what year did you first become aware that there was something abnormal, maybe normal for you now, but abnormal at the time going on in your in your property or in your home or around your home.
6: Well, I mean, I vividly remember. I mean, it was about it was about, um, I would say uh the January or February. You know, no, nah, let me rephrase it. It was probably December or January of uh, two years ago. I can't remember the exact year, but it was two years ago. And around around about January we had just got done with this this really bad ice storm and not long after that ice storm came, we walked outside, you know, with the dogs to see if, uh, you know, if you know the trees are down or whatever. And my little girl comes running back saying, "Daddy, we've got a tree structure in the yard. Bigfoots have been here." And you know, I don't believe at that point. You know, I've not seen anything in his yard. I've been living here for five years, and this was the third, third or fourth year I've been living here, and and never seen anything. And then, like I said, then, you know, the tree structure there. I look at the tree structure, and I noticed that it wasn't just something that fell there. Somebody placed it there, and nobody's pranking me. Something really did build this. And, again, after, you know, discovering that, about a few days later, once it stalled out, we was able to walk around the yard just out of curiosity to see if there was any footprints. And, lo and behold, there they were. And you know, seventeen to twenty-two inch footprints had been in the yard, and um, that that that's that's the beginning, you know, beginning of my curiosity. You know, it goes, you know, it goes from the footprints to now, you know, you got now to the footprints to being outside with the dogs one day and looking across the road and seeing this massive, massive, giant—I mean, solid black. You know, a brown stomach. Look, I mean, I saw him then. I deemed him King Kong, and I mean, I was a giant Kong. And that's this is the first time I had ever seen him. But up until that point, you know, I had put trail cams out here, and the trail cams kept put, picking up. Uh, you know, you know, I'd have trail cams in the backyard. I put them everywhere around, positioned everywhere, and. The trail cams would only keep focusing on one area across the road, and it was taking pictures way, way across the road. And trail cams aren't, you know, trail cams aren't set up to go fifty, sixty feet, maybe a hundred feet, not two or three thousand feet. And whatever was over there was so big that it was triggering the trail cam. And when I would get the pictures and blow them up, I would see things in the pictures that looked like Bigfoot, but you know, again. when you blow up pictures, you're not sure what you're seeing. You know, you just think you're seeing things. I mean, but there really were Bigfoots there. Just up until that point, you know, up until that point, I start figuring out, you know, where they're coming from. And then I know the exact place they're at over there across the road. And I take the trail cams down because what the trail cams did was just kept them from coming over here. And... They weren't coming over here anymore, so I wasn't getting footprints, and I wasn't getting, you know, the noises and stuff that they were making. And so, they one of them just hit a tree out there just then. <laughs> um. Anyhow. Well, okay, hold
3: up, hold up a minute, because I I know some people possibly said, oh, this is garbage, and already you've turned this show off, and we want to prevent that from happening for the rest of the show. So, so let me play a little bit of devil's advocate here, because um, okay. I know there's a lot more to this story, and have personal knowledge of the story, which I'll share as we go along. Okay, wait. We have all these shows. We have, oh, what's that show you watch called? You know, we have all these shows, you know, Finding Bigfoot, and all these paranormal shows, and people with possibly very, very, very expensive, sophisticated equipment on those, you know, what are those like FLIR cameras and, you know, big booms, they go out through the woods. And, you know, I happen to know a lot of the places they go to are in North Carolina. And I also happen to know that there's a lot of these types of supposed creatures all over North Carolina. So wait, who are you to... (laughs) Say it's so easy and there's such big creatures that your trail cams, were are picking them up across the road. When we know that people put up trail cams and have cameras and sound equipment and they traipse around the entire world, not just the United States, Canada, I'm sure, and other places, uh, looking for these creatures. Why aren't they finding them?
6: Well... Again with the, like I said, with uh, again with the camcorder, the cam- I mean, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. The trail cams, the trail cams um, weren't picking up anything in his yard. I mean, it, nothing was walking through here. No deers, no no foxes. I'm randomly, the neighbor's dog, but other than that, there was nothing. And then one day I said, well, let's just see if there's something here. I left a piece of steak out there. I took a picture with it. I hung it up high enough where. Only something sophisticated could bite into it, and and I um, took a picture of it. I hung it up high enough where the dogs couldn't jump up, whereas if a bear got it, he'd yank it down. If a dog got it, he'd yank it down. So I go back the next morning, and it has been a big chunk took out of that state, and it has been put back and left exactly in the spot where it was at. And they never ripped it down. It's almost as if a human came up, took them a bite, and then walked off, and and I see Bigfoot tracks around that area, so I knew they were out there. And as I'm taking pictures of the Bigfoot tracks, the same day I get knocks coming from across the road. And as I take one picture, I get one knock, and then I get another knock. And then I wound up getting four knocks, you know. And I'm looking over, and I'm like, I know where you're at. I just can't see you yet. And, and uh, you know, like I said, you know, it, it was – that part was so, so crazy because that's the first time I heard the knocks. That's the first time, you know, up until that point, I'd only seen footprints. And what they were doing, they were letting me know they see me. And and now, you know, like you saying, why is it so hard to find them? You're not going to find them unless they want you to find
3: them. Wow, and- wow, wow. Wait, that's actually a really important I guess theory, we could say that, and it could explain a lot, right? And and we're gonna get into this a little more in the next segment, but there's also the big debate. And I personally know people that get very good photographic evidence, that get very good, you know, using the scientific method, you know, for what that's worth. But using the scientific method, they have documented, you know, thousands of video hours and pictures of a Bigfoot. And there's actually a huge debate among you know crypto enthusiasts of if these creatures are completely 100% flesh and blood or are these creatures somehow a combination of kind of an interdimensional ghost-like, some people might say paranormal type creatures, or some people go the opposite camp and they're like they're only a multidimensional creature. In other words, there's no, you couldn't touch them. You know, they wouldn't feel warm to the touch. They wouldn't be an actual creature, you know, that eats and, and, you know, has normal bodily animal functions type of thing. So there's that full spectrum, way of what people believe about Bigfoot, correct?
6: Right. But what I know and what I've seen here, and, I, and I'm, I'm unlike most people, I live with them. You know, most people go out and they go to sites where they're at and they look them up and they take pictures. Or oh, they'll, they'll go in a field somewhere where they think there may be one, not in your backyard when you're sitting here like I am now looking at them. Uh, um, my take is they are flesh and blood, but they also got the abilities to somehow, you know, they can cloak themselves. They can move, I mean, extremely fast, I mean, to the – I've seen them move by me so fast. I mean, it would just make my hair go by so fast, and I mean, I mean, make my hair just move. And, and then there also is the what I call their ability to project themselves. And this is why I say they're not ghosts, but they do have the abilities to project themselves. You know, they can be somewhere way away from the, where they're actually at. And then they can they can they can present themselves either as a bigger you know as a way way bigger thing than they actually are, or they can present themselves as if they're like in, at my bedroom window or my my kitchen window like they are every night. I mean, you look at them and you see them there, but they're not really there. They're somewhere in the woods asleep. So even asleep, they know how to project themselves. And I give the best best advice to me that i give anybody about bigfoot is just watch the movie predator because the things that the predator does in that movie the bigfoots can do every bit of that other than kill people i don't believe they kill people but and as far as knowing their flesh and blood if you can hear them like i do and hear them stomping through the woods even and huffing and puffing you got to be flesh and blood to make that noise. You just can't be a ghost, you know. Or you'd have to be a really powerful ghost to make that kind of noise.
3: <laughs> right. So, and for the uninitiated, um, the movie Predator. What is the movie Predator about? It's not about Bigfoot, is it? Uh, do what now? The movie Predator. That movie is not about Bigfoot, right? It's about yeah. what is that it's about? about?
6: It's about it's about an alien. But, uh, okay. But if you look at Hollywood, Hollywood usually puts the truth in a lot of their movies, and and I go back to watching this, and I go, and it's not just this movie. It's it's the TV show called Hunters. It's about aliens, and the way the aliens communicate in that TV show is not the way the Bigfoots communicate. They don't communicate with knocks. They communicate with this noise. It's almost like a like a that's how they communicate, and and the knocks are basically, that's to let you know they know you're here. And when people think that they just knock backwards and forwards to tell people where they're going, I don't believe that. There's an arrow right now in my woods that tells me how they tell people where they're going, you know? Um, right.
3: Well, interesting you just made that noise. Um, and I know it might not sound exactly like that, but to me it sounded like you were making a clicking type of noise. It may not have exactly bit a clicking noise. And I have actually heard many tapes of that noise in location, habitation sites, and areas where people feel there's porthole activity or these crypto type of creatures have been sighted. So that actually matches that kind of noise. And I know maybe it wasn't perfect or exactly how this sound, but probably pretty close. Um It's yeah, so well, interesting, it's, you know. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Wayne. Well, Okay,
6: well, it's, uh, it's um, I learned by being out there in front of them and, and listening to them basically communicating backwards and forwards.
3: Okay, wait, uh, we will be right back, and we'll okay. dig into um, some more controversy about the whole Bigfoot habitation site when we come back on right. um, The Secret to Everything.
1: Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right, transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free.
5: While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, join me on the science of magic radio program dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness during each episode i'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics
3: Listening to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and we are picking up a conversation that we are having with Wayne Wilson. He's the author of A House of Sorrows, which we may get around to talking about. But right now, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation about a habitation site that Wayne actually lives on where many, many Type of crypto creatures and paranormal things have happened and been cited. I'm going to go back to a couple things and then we're going to kind of start talking about some of the evidence, actual evidence you have and where people can uh, kind of watch your evidence and make their minds for themselves instead of just being like, you guys are crazy. So... One thing you said that I find interesting and that personally, to be completely honest, I kind of disagree with, and I'd like to have a brief discussion about it. You said, I don't believe, and kind of painting with a broad brush here, you, you said, I don't believe that they kill people. Now, I'm just saying that I have friends that are very trustworthy and very experienced that have spoken, including to the Cherokee tribe in North Carolina, of people that have personal knowledge of uh, very, very, very good evidence that they were probably uh, hurt and whether intentionally killed or not, if you're hurt and you die, like you're killed. You know what I'm saying? And and so I'm interested to hear your thoughts about that. And I do understand that you believe that possibly about at least some of the creatures that are around your property. But what makes you say such a broad statement that you don't believe that they kill people? What do you mean by that?
6: Well, from the fact that I've been up next to them, I've been up in their faces at night with cameras. I've been in, I've been at their den. I've never went in their den, but I've been near it and I've seen them. And they've never ever, other than giving me a warning at night to stay away. And I took that warning, and guess what? Everything is good here. My theory, my theory is the Bigfoot sleep during the night. Um people want roam in the woods, if they have an encounter with a Bigfoot, it means they are usually woken it up. And they woken it up and scared it probably as much as it scared them. And the theory about seeing one Bigfoot, no, it's not. that's not true. Bigfoots, when there's one, there's multiple of them. Right now, there's probably 40, 50 here. And one, don't just all of a sudden just show up and start bugging people unless somebody, number one, has been feeding it and number two, been either shooting at it or, or somehow... It's no di- I would say it's no different than, than, you know, how pit bulls get such a bad rap. And, I mean, I'm not comparing them to a dog, but if you think about it, pit bulls can be sweet as boxers. But the reason why they get the bad rap is because people like to get them and make them mean. And when you make something mean, what's it usually do? And even, you know, these are people. You push a person so far, I mean, do you think they're going to react? That's the same fear I've got here, is my dogs, because I'm, mm. I'm scared that if my dogs get into there where they're asleep and my dogs start barking at them and, and irritate them, there's a chance maybe one of my dogs would get hurt, but the cool part about these guys, are they don't even... The dogs will be out here. They like watching them, and they get entertainment out of watching my dogs. They don't... that. But at the same time if my dogs ever did corner one, it's gonna get defensive. You know. It's gonna get defensive and it could be too. You know, you may be in areas where there are some that might be hungry and uh, they're out looking mm-hmm, they could mm-hmm. be they could be hungry and you co- you you corner a hungry animal, what's gonna happen? Uh, but they I don't let me rephrase that. These are these 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 are not animals, they're people. They're 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 our protectors. And I'm gonna tell you because I know. I don't know how I exp- I don't know how to explain it, but I just know that they protect us. They're here, they're protecting me. They guard this property and they guard this property and they stay at my windows every night. They sleep beside every little corner of this house. They're protecting us from something and it it could be an evil presence here. And if there is an evil presence here, maybe that's why they're here protecting this yard. And you know, I do know there was some Bigfoots that I think would kill you right up the street mm-hmm. here.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: And like I said, that's another story. That's another story, too, you know, me discovering those those things and going up there and taking pictures of their things. And when I did, I mean, where my Bigfoots were at across the road, they were screaming and yelling. I heard so many haze coming out from down there where they were at, just going, hey, hey. And I was like, I heard them, and I was like, I gotta heed that warning because they don't never ever say anything to me. But they were yelling hey at me because I was taking those pictures, and and I stopped, and it's a good thing I did because not long after that, they were in my wood. My, the the bigfoots were in my woods, garden these woods from those things. So evidently, taking a picture of them, basically or looking at them, basically gave them the op, gave them the right to come down here, and Right, and these big, and these Bigfoots took it to heart. And if you could have witnessed what I've been, what I saw here, was it was like almost like a military presence in New York, the way they had one positioned out there. And that's the first time I ever saw one in its physical form, standing that close. And it was a big female, and I deemed a she-hulk because she was so big and green, but she mm. stood out at my. She stood at the edge of the woods, looking backwards and forwards, and then I could look out the window and I could see them positioned all up and down the woods in every position point out here. So if anything came near this this house, there would be 10 or 20 Bigfoots on top of it. And and like I said, I'm going out there, and and I just made the comment one day, I said, it's just too evil out here. There's too many evil spirits out here. And while she's out there, you know, there was just so much... I mean, you demon-looking faces everywhere, and, and it was just so, you know, I made the comment, and then the next thing I know, I'm looking at the window about a week later, and it's the 15- the to 20-foot giant Kong standing at the edge of the woods with his woman and his little kid. And, and if you could have seen, seen the view that I had there, it looked like a fortress out here. Right. And, when I, and when I complained about, you know, the evil stuff, he changed. So what I saw out here went from being you know, these half-naked women and 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 these demons, and it got changed to these ballerinas and this friendly-looking environment out here. So they were able to even—I don't know how they did it. I mean, they were. That's why I say they're dimensional. They—I think what they did was they changed what I saw. You know, right. they were moving through dimensions, and they just gave me what was, what was a with a friendly dimension.
3: Right. So, well, and Wayne, let me back up now because I'm sure some people are being like, this guy is an absolute lunatic. He's saying he has 40 or 50. And we actually got some comments on another interview I did with you that, wow, you know, they actually came down on me and attacked me, of course, because I was interviewing you. But they're like, you know, cussing me out and stuff if we had to delete some comments because they're like 40 or 50, you know? Well, I mean, people really, they'd probably say the same about one or two. So it doesn't really matter if there's 40 or 50. So here's what I did, you guys, me being me, and a lot of you may not know, but one of the things I used to do in my past life, past recent life, was I worked for multiple paranormal teams, some of which you would know if I told you who they were. As um, kind of a associate, I was kind of an adopted member of the team, and I worked as their remote viewer, or I actually went to the locations, and I call it my job was to point and shoot. And we actually experienced some of this <laughs> when we were together. We were kind of working together on some things. We'll get to that in the last segment, but... So, my job was to say, you know, there's a there's a weird-looking uh, lady in the corner, of course, ghost, you guys. You know, I'm putting that in air quotes. And they would take a picture, and then later they would look, and they'd be like, wow. And so, I became really well-known, and I assisted a lot of teams. I was also able to remote view and go ahead without being actually there and telling them what they would find and where they needed to focus on in their investigation and how to help if there was a family in need of help, how to help that person. So me being me, I'm like, okay, I only saw two possibilities with you in all all respect, Wayne. I thought this guy is a freaking lunatic or this guy is on one of the hottest... You know, closest to me, uh, Bigfoot spots that I know, and and we may have discovered that's not totally true too. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, or we'll talk about that in the last segment. But so I took one of my daughters, and we had our little video stuff and our camera, and we drove out there, and it wasn't it wasn't I don't know what Wayne and you could jump in here too. It wasn't minutes before I'm looking at a still tree line and he's like do you see that branch moving and just really weird things started happening there wasn't a lot of wind it was really hot i mean we live in north carolina you guys it was really hot i was like okay can we go inside now but i'm looking at the still tree line and this branch is like being pulled down you could not really see you know super clearly by what but some really weird stuff was happening along that field and um And, you know, as the day went on, definitely we got pictures. Definitely I saw more, including right up where Wayne has been talking about near his house. We went and looked at the structures, you know, and there's a hunting blind and there's, you know, trees torn down and put back together. And and he has pictures of this. But not only does he have pictures of that, I mean, Wayne must have a lot of time on his hands if he's going out making, like, weird hunting blinds in his backyard and tearing down big, tall trees and stripping the bark off them. So... I mean, I know you guys, some of you do know me and and it'll mean something, but you know, when you go out and see with your own eyes and then not only that, but Wayne said, do you see that one right over there? And I don't know how many yards you'd say it was. I don't know, maybe a thousand. I'm not sure. And here's the problem with people like Wayne and like me, I never know like if someone else can see it or if only I can see it. Cause when, you know, we help people see interdimensionally, that's part of what I do. And when you can see interdimensionally. Conventionally, you may be able to see something that someone else, you could say normal or you could say not normal or you could say slightly normal, but they may not be able to see. So, you know, I had to kind of bounce some stuff off my daughter. I'm like, do you see that? I mean, can you actually see that? But, And she saw some of the things, obviously not everything, you know, just in his backyard, clear as day to me. Um, was this creature and no, you know, I didn't rush up to it because if you guys have never stood and you can talk to anyone who has, or who thinks they have even, there's a lot of things that happen when you're in the presence of these creatures. And I actually had another experience three or four months ago, ago, which I'll, I'll get someone else on here that was with me to talk about that. But, um, I can only describe it as sacred. I stood in the presence of four or five large, large male, uh, Creature Sasquatch, and you would have thought I would have been scared to death, but I actually wasn't. It was actually a very sacred and almost holy moment, so you never quite know. And of course, you could be totally in fear, so I'm not saying that's necessarily a normal reaction, but I want you guys to consider the possibility that if this is true, what does that do to your worldview? If this is true, that you know, there's a place that if you lived with me that we could get in the car and go together and not just see the structures, but wouldn't you say, Wayne, there's a good chance that even a normal and you know what I mean by normal <laughs> person could see this creature. Do you agree that we could take someone there that isn't necessarily have special abilities and that they would see that with their bare eyes? Well, um,
6: I'm thinking it's 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 basically if they won't want them to see you. Because, like, they won't let my little girl see them and they won't let my wife see them. But they can see them in the pictures. But the difference is I don't think it's – I don't think the case is they don't let them see them. I think Kara and, and you know, my wife both, they don't really believe. You know, they don't have that – you know, they don't have that want to see them. You see what I'm saying? You got to really want. You got yeah. to want to see them, and they got, and they know this. And if you don't want to see them, and you're just out there, then like I, I, took, I was out there one night in the big Wayne. The we're big gonna time. save that
3: story. We're gonna save that story from when we get back from the break, and we're gonna talk to you about something that just happened that Wayne and I experienced in Winston Salem over this last weekend. So we'll be back on the secret to everything with Wayne Wilson and Dr. Kimberly McGeorge.
2: GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun.
3: To the secret to everything I'm Dr Kimberly McGeorge and we are talking all things Bigfoot Sasquatch crypto and more and we're about to hit the more we are here with Wayne Wilson who's becoming very prolific and attracting a lot of attention on YouTube and he's doing a lot of live Facebook feeds and we'll tell you how you can get in touch with Wayne and you can evaluate what I call evidence or uh, you know for yourself and uh, make your own decisions about the nature of this reality and what is really possible and what you see and what you know, because ultimately, you know, again, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, it all comes down to free will. And what what does this mean to you? And does this change something for you? But Wayne, I want to move to, and I don't want to give the location, um, but I want to move to uh, something that happened over the weekend. You were over at my house and I said, hey, I know a place where I think we could get a lot of paranormal evidence. And it happened to be a historical park. Um, in winston-salem and we drove over there together with some other people and why don't you walk us through what happened immediately as we pulled into the parking lot and got out of the car now i want you guys to know winston-salem is a small to medium-sized city and you can look it up Uh, it's part of the piedmont triad this is not in the country this is not even quite in the foothills we kind of are in the foothills but not totally this is not in the mountains I want you to think about if what we're going to tell you, if this story happens to be true, how would this change your reality? So Wayne, why don't you share what happened as as we got out of the car and, and started moving around the parking lot in this area?
6: Well, as I, as I start looking around almost immediately, I'm drawn to one and I'm drawn to a Bigfoot. I see it and it sees me and I go walking right up to it and I take a picture. And it wasn't five minutes. We're walking around. We start sensing things, feeling all this energy, feeling stuff all around us. And then we see the Bigfoot just take off running. You know, we I follow him up through there a little ways. And so as I'm in investigating that part, you guys start making your way up to the other side of the woods. And everybody's screaming, you know, there's something up here. So I turn... I walk up that way, and I instantly recognize what I see in my own yard, and that's one of their um, one of their huts, or you know that they build. And I was like instantly, I said, "There's Bigfoot's here. There's Bigfoot's here. This is what they do." See, it's not about it's not about um, it's not about you know. Once you learn. Like I was talking to somebody, that I would be an asset to any Bigfoot hunter because I know what they build. I, I can recognize exactly the things they build and how they build them, and, and I can see them, I can feel them as soon as I get around them. And, of course, we walk up there and how many we see. Well, I mean, there were several in there. Several. I mean, but, there was, <laughs> yeah. but there was one that clearly drew me to him, and as I'm looking in my camera, He's smiling at me, moving his head just to smiling at me. It's like it's as if I'm I'm some kind of chosen person that is, that they accept. And at that point, I realized at that point I realize one thing: it's not just the ones here that 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 that, that I attract, but it's ones everywhere. And.
3: And what did uh, I keep know. saying? You know, maybe what you guys would say if you stumbled into this, what if you were, you know, on a date and decided to take a nice romantic walk through this historical park? What did I keep saying? What I kept saying, which it wasn't, you know, I didn't really react or it. wasn't too surprising to me. It was cool, but not too surprising. You guys have to know my background. Well, but and we but I kept uh-huh. saying... Wayne, Wayne, why are they under the lights? Because you it would blow your mind. This is a park. There are homes everywhere, right, Wayne? They're not even homes on big lots. These are like right. city, suburb y homes, all and traffic around. And-, and lights. Okay. Oh, and traffic, hundreds, you guys, not thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but, you know, traffic, just like if you watch Wayne's videos or you uh, watch one of his live feeds, and I even commented on one of them, you can hear the traffic, and I've seen it. I mean, there's semi-heavy traffic, not super heavy where you're at, but between, you know, they must cross the road or find some way to get across, you know, between your yard and the, and the fields, but it's just like that there. It's right in the – Way knows because I drove him there. It's right in the middle of the city. In two minutes, you can be at a Mexican restaurant, you guys. Two minutes, right, Wayne?
6: Right, but with with, with what was over there, I could only feel maybe, I could only feel maybe two or three. I right. I mean, not like here where there's, and what and again, people that think it's crazy to have fifty here. You you do the figuring up. There's a male, a female, and a child. Almost every one of them has a male, female, and child and there's different color ones, and there's different, you know, there's different um, size ones, and the ones that are the biggest ones seem to be the elders, and they're the ones that, you know, are what I call alpha. So it's it's like a community of Bigfoots. It's not like I'm saying there's, you know, I'm not saying there's 100,000 Bigfoots in this area or 100 Bigfoots. At one point it was back in the summer when they were mating. I mean, but over half of those Bigfoots left. You know, and most of it was women uh, that to go back, like you said, go back to that area, going to go into an area that I've never been in, to be, be able to sense them, and, and me and you both right. be able to figure it out.
3: And we heard them. It wasn't even the scene. Let's pretend we didn't see them. But uh, again, you know, I was in the mountains in in the presence of, you know, some big males. And I heard the, they make this uh, humph sound. I, I can't do it. I'm not going to try to do it. You guys will write me letters. That was horrible. It did sound like them. But they make this like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, a, it's just hard to explain. I can't do it. Maybe you could do it. But they make this like humph, like this big, deep, it's not even like that. It's so much bigger. And and it's kind of so much quieter. It's hard to explain. But I heard that. And, be, you know, instantly, of course, your brain looks for matches. And I'm like, that's, I start screaming, which probably isn't the smartest in the dark in the middle instance. Salem. But anyway, I do. I'm like, that's the same sound, you know, I heard in the mountains. And it's just kind of crazy because for me, you know, that was confirmation. Yes, you know, we're not all just making this up, you know, because, and not only I, but also uh, Wayne's wife heard it. But then what was interesting was, and this was kind of fun for me, you guys, because I haven't done serious paranormal investigations for a long time. I've been kind of more into the crypto thing. And we walk across the road to, it was an old church. And I'm like, Wayne, because he had the camera and the better cameras. And uh, I'm like, Wayne, come over here. And so he's like messing around, talking to his friends, bigfoot over there. And we're, we get him to come across the street. And it turned into, seriously, you guys, like people are like, where do you find ghosts? I'm like, go to your local Walmart. Ghosts are everywhere. And Wayne, wasn't this certainly a place where there were many, many different types of entities and energies and well, spirits?
6: Well, you see, as I got closer, I was hesitant to walk over there because I felt it. And I have not felt that kind of energy uh, and, uh, since I lived in that haunted house. And to walk across there and instantly see one laying in the ground, then walk by the church and see them in the windows and walk out the field. And me, you, and I, um, Kendra, all Kendra felt them. We saw them just running everywhere. And we're and, talking I mean,
3: spirits and possibly demonic energies and all kinds of entities. And, and we took pictures and we have. I don't know how much you post or what you've posted on your page necessarily, but uh, maybe we can get something together and I can put up a slideshow or something. But, you know, we have pictures. So again, I invite you to look up uh, Wayne Wilson because I don't think it's going to be the last time you hear his name if you're interested in the paranormal and crypto. I think um, probably sometimes he's going to be like, Dr. Kimberly who? Kimberly, I, I don't know a Dr. Kimberly. So don't don't forget the little people, Wayne, on, on your rise to, uh, <laughs> to fame. But tell our audience, uh, and we can have you back, but tell our audience how they can watch your videos and your Facebook page and how they can get a hold of you.
6: Well, the best—I would say—the best thing right now is just to friend me on Facebook and just go like to see Wayne Wilson It's a C, see then Wayne Wilson and friend me on Facebook, or you can go to Bigfoot, Bigfoot and Wayne's World. That's my other Facebook page where you can just see all Bigfoot stuff. But and if you want to watch any of the videos I've shot, you can go, just look up Wayne Wilson slash Bigfoot, and you'll—you can—it'll take you right to all my Bigfoot videos. But. But what's special right now is the fact that I'm using Facebook Live and I'm letting people see with their own own eyes the Bigfoots as I'm as they're showing here and, and at nighttime and the daytime. If I see something happen, I'm going live now and is people getting to experience this thing the way I do.
3: Yeah, and we're so thankful. So you guys check it out for yourself and you guys can write us and let let us know what you think and uh of I just so appreciate you coming, and we could, you know, you and I could talk for like four hours about this topic, so we'll have to have you back, but you have a wonderful uh, rest of your day, and thank you so much for being on The Secret to Everything, Wayne.
6: Okay, good talking to you, Kim.
3: Yeah, super awesome. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, it's secrettoeverything.com. And we have a number of programs, including a brand new one called Ultimate Access, for you guys to kind of come in and play with us. We're going to do some live calls. You can check that out on our website. There will be a link on the replay page. I also encourage you, you know, I I have to just do a shout out for Mr. Rob McConnell because I absolutely love the X-Zone that Rob does. And if you guys get a chance, look up some of his archives and listen to his absolutely wonderful show that he puts together. And he just brings you so many guests that really make you think and I think really expand the boundaries of your reality. And by doing so, I think we grow as people. So definitely check out some of the other people on the X-Zone network. Definitely check out Rob's show absolutely my favorite. I adore that man and I'm so thankful to him for allowing me to be on his network. But do take the time this week, you guys, to think about putting into place a spiritual type of or intention type of practice, an intentional habit going into the new year. Do it before the new year because we all think we're going to do it in January, but it doesn't happen. Think about doing something like meditating or yoga or, you know, we run these scans and a lot of people, I talk about this a lot, they pull up screaming just for five minutes of silence or even something like getting a really cool Chinese teapot and some green tea and uh, heating it up in a ritual fashion. Maybe it's tea time, you know, the English do that every day at 3 p.m., Think about putting a ritual into practice. Next week, we have the amazing Michelle
5: VandaPast. She's a TED speaker. She's going to be talking...